Hello, welcome to Podcast Cold Turkey. Bienvenue au Podcast Cold Turkey. Je prends quelques secondes pour vous dire que euh, le podcast a besoin de vos encouragements sur les différentes plateformes de podcast. Donc, je vous encourage à aller mettre euh, les thumbs up, les étoiles, euh, les revues aussi. Peut-être écrire juste un mot pour vous dire si vous avez aimé l'expérience, si vous avez apprécié le podcast. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the podcast needs a bit of your help. Uh, it would be um, just so appreciated of you to put the star rating, put a little review if you appreciate it, and uh, you can actually share as well. You know, vous pouvez partager le podcast. Tout ça sera très apprécié. Et sans plus attendre, je vous laisse au podcast. Salut. Hey, Stephen, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right, Alex. How about you? I'm doing awesome. You know, like uh, we just spoke, you know, like a, a bit before starting that. And, you know, like you you got me uh, all fired up. Um, Great. The first question is a twofold question. I asked the same freaking question to all of my guests for the past almost year now. So um, the first part is where are you located on that? big shiny blue planet and uh the second half is you know how has been the pandemic going for you so far oh those are two great questions so i am located in fort worth texas which if you know where dallas is certainly yeah. you know where texas is right that Absolutely. kind of helps you narrow it down and uh how has the pandemic been it has been interesting i would say um at best there's been some goods and some bads and I'm rolling with it. <laughs> um, you know, like a lot of the guests and, you know, like I, I, I'll let the audience, um, I kind of, I, I will be discussing what we're going to be talking about tonight. But, you know, like the, um, you know, like a lot of my audience and a lot of my guests, you know, like I've, I've you know, um, the question was sometimes aiming towards the feeling of you know loneliness isolation depression even you right. know like some anxiety i yeah. i discussed with someone last week uh not last week actually um it's going to be published last week but i discussed with her yesterday and i was telling her that um it has been a while since i've gone out you know like i'm i'm a sales i'm a sales representative you know like i used to be always on the road so meeting with customers shaking hands um you know, attending meetings, attending exhibition showcases, you know, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, last week was actually the birthday of a, a good friend of ours. So my wife and I went to one of the most upscale restaurants in Montreal. Um, I couldn't wait to go there. And it was finally like just meeting, not not necessarily meeting, but meeting outside, you know, like we, we've... Right. we've invite a lot of people here but you know like it was kind of a new thing well not new thing my wife you know like went a lot to you know like went to some lunch and you no know, uh customer lunch and you know like all of that stuff but i'm i'm more of the you know like i love being home you know like i don't mind being home so it was pretty much like one of the first time in a while that you know like i hadn't I haven't gone out right i i had a, a phenomenal evening when awesome. i got out Um, I was trying to explain to my wife that it wasn't um, like like a fear of going outside. It wasn't a fear of crowds or a phobia of crowds at all. 
they would you know like the only way i could describe it was almost like a thingling in the back of my neck of something that i was not i, I lost getting used to oh. um something really really weird you know like that you know like i could i could just understand like even if when i sat in my car on my way back home there was like a, a the shadow of a sigh of relief of going wow. back in, in in my home and i got i i freaked you know like I, I was like wow you know like it i'm not the anxious type i'm not the depressive type i'm not the you know like the the manic type or whatever but because i got used or i got you know like um almost men forced to, you know like to stay home and you know like to not go out um and i you know like i do all of my shopping the groceries all of that shit you know like it, right. nothing you know like it's not that it's just that you know like i i i i felt like a like like i said you know like it was the shadow of relief of okay i'm going back home it's going to be good you know like everything's going to be fine that that's that's awesome and you know as you describe that it makes me think about what it has been like is is really hard to 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 really say you know in, in a shortened phrase but i think that people by nature are generally social and this has been like an anti-social experiment that we're going to have to figure out how to reacclimate to the real world you know to to being outside <laughs> and You know, I, I don't know how much Texas has, you know, handled the situation. Like, uh, I know that, you know, like uh, Joe Rogan, biggest podcasters in the world, has moved to Texas, you know, like because yeah. a lot of, you know, motivation was actually because of that, you know, like kind of the, you know, like the safety measures and all that. Yeah. You know, like his, his move was planned way ahead, but, you know, like that actually just fired him up. Um, so I don't know how Texas has handled, you know, like kind of the, but we were, quarantined for about i'd say what like not a year but eight nine months easy it's a long time yeah that's a long freaking time, long you know? like, so, time. yeah and and then it was okay so you're not quarantined anymore but um You can have like no no more than one guest, two guests, and then it was uh, maybe you can be five outside, or maybe you can be two families, and you know, like it was just a, a like a cluster f of you know like all kinds of rules and 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 you know yeah and which you know like I realized that you know like not being um, like sensible to that kind of shit, you know, like it it became um, well that the example of my dinner last week was wow you know like i am i don't consider myself sensible to that you know like just sensitive to that but um but i feel that you know like so can you imagine someone that's prone to anxiety that's prone to you know um depression or you know it, i mean it, nightmare just a you know, nightmare. yeah absolutely you know and I, i i that's really what i'm getting at you know i i know a lot of people like that and uh You know, it's kind of like forcing them deeper into themselves because while like I imagine somebody who's not really very openly social and they're hesitant to speak in public, but now they don't even have the opportunity to face that challenge. So when they yep. finally go outside, it's like, okay, <laughs> uh, now I got to do this. I mean, inside they want to do it, but I mean, it's just. Pushing, life is slapping everybody in the face right now. 
It is. It is. And you know, like if you haven't faced your demons, um, I mean, this time was, you know, like you had pretty much had no choice, you know, like or or Absolutely. you were just like phenomenal at at you know like just you know <laughs> you, you were phenomenal at not facing shit you know like it's right. it, you know if if you if you if you didn't get the opportunity to face yourself during these moments i mean you'll never do it you know like you'll just never do it um you're totally right yeah the, I the, I, okay sorry no, no no go ahead steven no, I was thinking about also the flip flip side of that is now your face, you know, many people with their families, like spending time with their families. I think months from now, we'll be asking ourselves, you know, did we make the most of this time? You know, whether we have a family or whether we, we don't, you know, what did we do with this 18 months or whatever it turns out to be? It is. You're, you're right. And it has... Um... You know, like my I've been with my wife for well, we've been married for nine years. Yeah, nine years. So we've been together for eleven or twelve years. Thank you. But and it was this week, but um I consider that period of time, like the last year and a half plus, to be one of the most challenging couple and parents um challenge in a in you know, like in in our in a in our couple's life, you know, like it, right. it, it, yeah. ju it just is, it was at some point and, and like communication saved it, you know, like we, right. we have like that, that evening shower routine, you know, like where, you know, like our son plays, you know, like in the shower and you know, like we, you know, like we go all the, all three of us are just like, you know, like we, it's shower time, you know, like, so, right. And it, kids young and, you know, and sometimes we would just look at each other and it's like, Oh shit. You know, like, it's tough. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And you know, like we would kind of mutually agree on that, you know, like kind of acknowledge right. that, you know, like it is really, really rough and, and we just, you know, like, and just move on, you know, like the fact that we would just almost like I five our acknowledgement of how right. challenging it is. Um, we, we would be able to move on, you know, like just say, okay, you know, like you, you see it, I see it. Awesome. Let's go. Um, and sometimes it was her and sometimes it was me, you know, like some, you yeah. know, like just, you know, um, yeah, I mean, like crazy times, crazy times. Um, have you, have you felt some of that or seen some of that, you know, like kind of a feeling or, 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 you know, even, you know, like to, to, to an extent, you know, like some, some people you see, you know, kind of embracing the depression state or the anxiety state. Yeah, I've seen people driven driven into it, probably people that never have experienced it. I mean, I'll say even myself, you know, I'm I'm typically a very, you know, positive minded uh, you know, always looking at the bright side as much as I can, but this experience, I think the the fact that it has taken so long and it's been so unpredictable and that you know, people I know that were here, you know, a couple of years ago, they're not anymore. I mean, it's put it in my face that mortality and even a, a level of control, you know, we're actually somewhat limited, yep. you know? And then I find myself again saying, you know, okay, can I accept this? And if I accept it, you know, what can I do within the bounds of this scenario? If I can't go outside, if my kid, especially I think about the kids, like you mentioned, you know, man, you know, 
early age, they want to go run around, you know, now they can't. So what can we do with them to help them not fall deep into a depression? It is, it is, you know, like it's, it's, uh, you're right. Like, especially for younger, the younger ones, um, it is quite, um, a challenging time. Like the, I see my son as, um, he's in kindergarten, you know, like he's not men, you know, like the mask is not mandatory for him, but as, right. as, as early as first grade. So you see these seven years old, eight years old to, you know, like to, you know, like all of elementary school, actually, even, you know, like my, my, my son's teacher, you know, like he hasn't seen the bottom of her face yet, you know, like, so, right. so, you know, like, it's just, a, it's, it's messed up, you know, and, and, you know, like add this, you know, like there's like an added layer of, you know, like my son is on the spectrum. So, right. you know, like all of this, sud- you know, the subtlety of, you know, like it, it, a wink or, or even a smile and, you know, like, or, or, you know, getting mad or, you know, um, you know, like you can't see it, you know, like, so, right. you know, like, a, and anyone on the spectrum has a hard time decoding that. Imagine when you're, you're, you know, like you're, you're kind of, um, cutting off half of their face, you know, like it's just yeah, right. like a nightmare. You know, like, yeah, so. you, you lose the visibility <laughs> on any, any, uh, emotions, emotions. Yeah. Right. Yep. It's just yeah. crazy. Um, okay. So for anyone that listens, this week is going to be, um, a bit different. And the reason is that, you know, like Steven, um, you know, has not gone through, you know, like the heavy liquor, hard and tough roads that we sometimes have heard from some of my guests, neither from what, you know, we, we discussed as he gone through, you know, like the heavy drug use and, you know, like overcoming it, you know, like it's a bit of a different angle, but I think there are really some parallels to do with, you know, like some, some of the resilience that Steven had, had, uh, has had to, you know, like to, to, and perseverance at, that they had to, um, you know, to actually, um, live, you know, like, and, and, and to persevere and to just, you know, like just go full blown ad, ads on, um, it is not life-threatening in some instances of some of my guests, but you know, like I found it quite interesting to have Steven this week because you know, like he's 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 had his own uh, challenges. Again, you know, like they're not life-threatening. It's not about that. It really is about the attitude and um, and how he has faced these challenges. And um, and yeah, you know, like I I want you, Steven, just to just tell my listeners your story. Okay. Hey, thanks, Alex, for that uh, introduction. I think you set the set the tone real, real well, because like you say, my story is maybe not very dramatic, but it is something that a lot of people relate to. And it has to do with, you know, having difficulty with learning. Um, actually, in school, as I grew up, I, it, school was pretty easy for me, but I always had a passion to play music and piano in particular was my uh, instrument of choice, but it was always difficult for me. And, uh, you know, just through the years, I have struggled with playing piano, learning piano. And my story, I guess the interesting parts of it is that I ended up quitting piano for five, five times. And, uh, but the, positive side of that is I ended up teaching myself piano and 
developing an easier way to help other people that want to learn music. You know, a lot of people struggle with music and uh, now I'm able to, to help those people that are going through some of the same emotional uh, issues I went through as I struggled with learning music. So bring me back, um, Stephen, to kind of, you know, like the, draw me a bit of the family port portrait, you know, like the, the, in terms of, you know, like where are you, you know, like where, where are you from? What's the, you know, like fraternity looks like in terms of brothers and sisters, parents, gotcha. you know, like yeah. kind of the, you know, like the, set me up. I will set you up. <laughs> yeah. So imagine, well, my lifestyle as a child, my mother, she was a single mother with four boys. And we actually uh, left, I would say we left, but really we fled from California because my father, uh, my birth father, he was a very violent person. So we ended up leaving, coming to Texas. That's how we got to Texas. <laughs> and uh, my mother's mother actually lived in Texas. So when she got us here, four boys, um, you know, the challenges, uh, I guess I was around six years old when we got here and her challenge was keeping us off the streets, keeping us learning and growing and putting food in our mouths and things of that nature. So that's pretty much the setting, uh, for my childhood. Um, you know, and there in, in, in Texas, one of the things my mother always did because she was by nature, she was a teacher and she was a lover of music also, not piano, but she wanted to occupy our time and mental energy with something that was positive. And one of those things was piano lessons. So she actually scraped up some money, found a local musician and paid him. I'm sure it was just a little bit of money, but um, he took us under his wing and started teaching us how to play piano. The all four of you guys? All four of us. Okay. Yeah. One one session, all four of us, all together um, at the same time. How you know? Like, um, so, how old are you when that happens? Oh, uh, I was somewhere around six or seven when I first started playing piano, learning piano. Not playing piano because there's a <laughs> there's a difference between learning and playing. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And um, it, I've I've I've. I learned piano myself, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm no, in no way like a, a piano player, I'd say, you know, like, but you know, like I, I was actually introduced to piano really early by my parents, um, felt forced into it, uh, right. for long. Um, how did you feel about, you know, like being introduced to piano? Same as, same as you at that point. Um, I, what I came to find out is that I like playing piano, but I didn't like learning it under the, 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 the strictness of what it typically is in a traditional um, lesson format. So she, uh, you know, because there's a lot of practicing that goes with it and the discipline of it is absolutely good. And I always encourage people, like if you're in a situation where you can learn in that format, excellent. I mean, you can't, you can't beat it if you are made for that type of, um, format. But then again, what I came to find is not everybody is suited for that. And there's a protocol, right? You know, like it, you know, like if you want to, you know, go through the conservatory and all that stuff, you know, like it, there is, it, it, it's a bit, you know, like for people that don't know, you know, like it's, it's quite rigid, you know, like the, the, 
you know, like when they are like the most um, aligned with the conservatory and all that stuff, you know, like it is, uh, it's not easy, you know, like it's, it's quite, uh, it's quite something. Um, and so how, how does it go? Well, that went somewhat, uh, somewhat well. I'm, I definitely learned some things. And the interesting thing, though, is like I, I stated, I, I have three three brothers. So there's four boys. My oldest brother is a nat is what I would call a natural at piano. I mean, to this day, from that day to this day, like he could sit down and just naturally. To me, it seemed natural. I'm sure there was more to it, um, but for me, it just wasn't that easy for me. And maybe it was a mindset thing. I don't know. Um, but again, thinking about it, I was very young. And the strictness of it, as you described, Alex, you know, you got to sit up straight, uh, curve your hands in a certain way, you know, and a lot of it was um, a lot of process. So but despite that, what really ended my first set of lessons, because I did like some things about it, uh, was my mother. She just couldn't afford it anymore at at a certain point. uh, You know, other other priorities came came into play. Um, when, you know, like, when does it stop? You know, like, cause you mentioned before we started recording that there was a few tries of, yes. you know, like, it, how does it stop and when does it stop? You know, like kind of the first right, time. Right, right, So it's, it stopped the first time because my mother, again, she could, she couldn't afford to continue to support. It was, us taking piano lessons was kind of like our swim lessons. Like it, it was something that she knew would be helpful and, and a light, useful to our lives, but it wasn't useful to our livelihood. In other words, we, we need food and water, you know, more than we, or heat in the house more than we needed um, us to be taking piano lessons. So um, it ended pretty abruptly. We just pretty much had to stop. And, uh, you know, if she got some more money here or there, she would pick it, pick, we would pick it up again where we stopped off. Um, but yeah, like I, I mentioned earlier, I ended up, taking piano lessons five times and through the ages, you know, as a teenager, I took lessons again and it was more at that time. It was more of me trying to, um, you know, record my own music, you know, yeah. Kids go through phases. One, one of those things, you know, um, as an adult, again, <laughs> I got a, got a notion, Hey, I know a little bit about piano. Let me start up again. So I just went through that several times. And uh, that's pretty much how that went. At that point, you know, like how, you know, like, was it, you know, like kind of, you know, like the, the, some of the teachers telling you that, you know, like it was, you know, maybe you weren't fit for, you know, or you weren't made for piano or, you know. Right. That that didn't actually happen till I was really an adult, till I was probably in my 30s, because when I got into my 30s trying to learn piano, it was more of a hobby. And yet the teacher, you know, the teacher's doing the right thing. They're like, hey, take this seriously, you know, <laughs> practice 30 minutes to an hour per day. And, you know, it, it, you're practicing what we call piano scales. Uh, you might you, you probably know what that is. Yep. You know, where you're going up and down the piano playing, not really playing songs, but you're playing, you're building your muscles, I guess you could say. 
yeah. um, to be able to play piano, which is a good thing. It's just at that point, my life was so I'm living that adult life, you know, and work now work was at the forefront because I had to support a family. So, um, yeah, I came face to face. My last piano teacher actually told me that he's like, hey, you know, either you can either you're going to do it this way or you're not going to get it. And he was nice about it, but he was he was being honest, you know, um, and I, you know, that's what that's the way that one went. And the the what kept you back to it? You know, like was it was it you know like kind of more of the subconscious, um, you know, like what do you think that either you know like subconscious or conscious, you know, like it, there was a relation with the fact that your mom sacrificed a bit of her own. Mm -hmm you know, livelihood to, you know, like to provide you with that, you know, like what do you yeah. think there was a piece of that in there? I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. I think it's a piece of all of that. I think is me knowing that my mother sparked this. She started this. Um, I don't like to not finish what I start. So I think that's part of it. I got to be honest. There's a competitive spirit in me to a degree. because, like I told you, my brother, <laughs> I love him, but he's, a, he's so good at it. And, I, you know, you know, sibling, I don't know if you have brothers, but, uh, you know, there's, there's a nature of comparison. For sure. I had, and competition. Yeah. Yep. And competition. Yeah, competi yep. And competition can be good. It can be bad. Um, I can remember vividly some social gatherings where I'm at my brother's house, you know, there's a crowd, uh, of, of friends and he gets on there, man, and he just goes to town, do, 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 you know, just playing naturally. And then he turns around and he's like, hey, Steve can play too. <laughs> so there I am. I'm on the spot, you know, to perform. I, I didn't know that was going to happen, you know. So, but that's the kind of prodding that actually kept me in it because, um, you know, underneath it all, I really love piano and I really love music. So going through all this difficulty to get to where I am today, to where I'm able to help other people that, share my struggle, um, you know, I, I view that as a real blessing. You know, if this is all it had, if it took all of this to get me to here, then I'm very glad that I couldn't play at an early age. Because if I, if it came easy to me, I wouldn't have developed what I, what I have now to be able to help other people. If that and makes sense. Absolutely. And, and so what, you know, like you, you just mentioned develop something What happened? You know, like what, what, you know, like what did you do? Great question. So the fifth time I, I quit piano um, lessons, I say I quit piano lessons, not piano, because you notice I keep coming back to it. Yeah. Um, I pretty much sat down because at that point as an adult, you know, I'm in my thirties, I have a decent job. I bought this equipment and I like the, you know, it's something about it. I just like electronics and I'll, I'll, I have a keyboard and speakers and stuff like I can figure this out if I just spend enough time. Um, and in my secular work for years, I've, I was a I've been a design engineer. And for me, I've trained a lot of people. I have managed a lot of teams, a lot of people on teams and. Every time that I'm doing it, I'm going through a process of simplification. 
So when I sat down with the piano, I said, man, you know, I'm beating myself over the head trying to do this a way that's not coming natural to me. Can I sit down and simplify this like I do um, build, you know, we build buildings and things of that nature. So can, can I do the same thing with, with a musical instrument? And um, it took me some years of, of uh, I, I, I kind of call it peeling back layers of complexity to get down to the root of simplicity. So it took years of me doing that. And I finally, you know, I made it. I got, I got to where, <laughs> I got it to where I want it to be. So you, you actually sat and developed your, you became your own teacher. Yes, I became, I developed, I basically developed a method that worked for me so that, and then I realized, Hey, other people can use this. So it was all about, at first it was all about me. I'm like, man, you know what? I don't have time to study the books and I don't even have time in my schedule to book a, an hour or even 30 minute session when I got all this crazy life happening. Um, so I built something around my needs, which included, uh, it's funny cause there's kind of like a philosophy behind it too. It's, it's acceptance of what my skills will allow me to do. So I'm not trying to be my brother. I'm not trying to be, um, you know, some of the, one of the great, you know, you name the great artists out there. I accept that. I just want to play to have fun. I, I want to play piano for my own enjoyment. So that's part of the philosophy behind it. I don't want to pressure people into this. I've been on that side of it and it didn't help me. Um, and if somebody needs that type of pressure or wants it, there's thousands of places to go get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? What was the intention to be able to read it, read the music or to just play? Just play. And that's a good point. It was not to read it because to be honest, I can read sheet music right now after, and it took me going through this process to get to it, to get to that point to where I'm comfortable. I can sit down, I can play from a music book, but my goal was not to do that. My goal was not to study music theory. It was to play and enjoy and eventually record music and help other. Now it's to help other people. And when did you realize that, you know, like what you had, quote unquote, created didn't didn't exist anywhere else? Oh, that's a great question. Great. I mean, you're doing this for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I scoured the Internet in forums, YouTube, every avenue I could find because I knew what I was about to do when when I had the light bulb moment of simplifying piano to the point that I felt it was like so easy. I could walk up to a stranger, hand them a sheet of paper and in a week's time they could turn around and play uh, a jazz song or something, you know, play their favorite song. When I felt like I had something like that, I looked everywhere for the same thing, digging on the rocks. And then eventually when I, I really felt good about it, I um, hired a, a lawyer, an attorney, a patent attorney, Um, to actually do some research, you know, before I filed an, an application for a patent. And, you know, um, it took some years of turning over stones, making revisions to the, even revisions to the method. Um, but finally, yeah, it came back good. 
And uh, was there uh, Guinnipigs in you know, like in, in your entourage? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and that's the funny thing because when I first put it out there, well, I didn't put it out there on the market, but I, I wanted to test it with one of my good friends that I know is not musically inclined. Like this guy never, never probably sit down at a piano. And so I hand him my method. I say, okay, man, look, I got something great. I know you can't play piano here, play, you know, it was an eye opener there because it didn't, it, it didn't work the way it wasn't as fluid as what it should have been. The experience, it just didn't go the right way. It started off. He played the first few um, pieces of the music with no problem, which you can say that's a win to take somebody who doesn't, know anything about piano sit him down and in a minute's time he's playing a few few piano keys but it didn't go well enough in my opinion so from there i just started taking back data um you know trying other friends and family and just getting results from them and to this day i still modify i still it's it's a it's a living document the way i see it it's a living method it changes as the as i get more information about how to make it even better and and that method uh, method doesn't involve continuous teaching from you. That is correct. Yeah, because I want it to be so simple that any you know, they say I want it so simple anybody can do it. I, a dog couldn't use it, so I don't want to use that analogy. But I literally want to make it so easy that a perfect stranger that has never played a piano, can take my method and apply it. And in a week to a month, they they can play several songs on their piano. Hmm. Um, what would you say, you know, like, what, what is the biggest lesson in that whole journey? You know, like that we're talking about you know, like 20 plus years in, in, in busting your balls over learning piano, you know, like it's, yep, yep. Well, it's I'm, a bit of a, you know, like it's, it's a, yep. it's a crazy journey. It what, is. What, what would you say be the biggest lesson out of that, that you can apply in your life, in your day-to-day -day life? You're right. So this is where it brings back, brings, brings me back to a grounded state because to me it's the resilience of, and, and I'll say dedication to, to what I want to do. And in a sense, I needed to do this because like I said, in school, school came easy to me and piano in a sense became my nemesis or it was the, the one thing that was, was not so easy. Even basketball, I could play basketball um, pretty well and, and, and things of that nature. But here was this one thing that was staring me in the face and I wanted to do it so bad. Um, and I, I've talked to people before and they say, man, you quit piano five times, you know, in, in the sense of, hey, you're a quitter. You just don't have the discipline to 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 stick to it. If you would have just stuck to it, then then you would have you would have made it. Well, yeah, I mean, that's true, probably. But I'm, I'm just like 80 percent of the people out there who who take piano lessons and don't make it. Um, so I'm really just a, a, uh, I'm living out an experience that I can, to where I can help other people who have been through my same, um, situation. 
So yeah, all these years, you're right. It, it's actually been 30 years because I'm 43 and it's well worth it. Like I said, I'm so glad piano did not come easy to me or come naturally to me because I would just be a normal musician. And, and I'm not taking away from that. I would be, I wouldn't be able to help people. You know what I mean? How do you apply that to fatherhood? How do you apply that to, you know, like your, oh, if, yes. if, you're, if you're a father, you know, like, or how do you apply that to, you know, like even your, your relation or yeah. your workplace and, you know, like, you know, like what has this developed in terms of, you know, acumen that you can apply elsewhere? Oh man, it's, it's multi, multiplicitous. I mean, as a father, which I, I have an eight year old son named Lyndon, I love him so much and i've learned how to let him learn in his own way i want to give him the structure and the guidance that he needs but i want to recognize that words can break a person emotionally and uh they can also help you know the tongue can be a, a sword or it can be a soother and i think there's a, a balance between um pushing somebody in the right direction and encouraging them and forcing them in a certain direction. So as a father in a family sense, that has, this has made me much more understanding or empathetic to, to that struggle. I think there are struggles that are unseen, you know, um, in other words, not in a weird, not in a, a mystical way or anything like that, but I just think that um, people need to be understood. Yep. And I, I take it like like mathematics in the United States, for example, is taught one way or, or two ways or three ways. Well, lo and behold, I found out a few years ago that people in Japan, they do multiplication a total different way. And uh, I can't remember the other places, but there are more. <laughs> there's more than one way to do something. And who's to say that one way is better than the other? And, you know, like, it, it's funny because I had a, a Romanian teacher when I went and, you know, I, I did some computer programming class um, and there was a Romanian teacher there and he showed us that, you know, I think they were 10 years old or, you know, or fourth or fifth grade and they were, they were teaching, they were, they were learning algebra that, you know, like even in high school, right. late in high school, we haven't even had the chance to to, you know, like to discover or, or to, to learn yet. And it was telling us, well, you know, it's the approach is completely different. So you're absolutely right. You know, like what, what infuriates me more, even more is that the fact that there's only one way to teach it though, uh, therefore one way to learn it, um, a failure under those, uh, this framework makes it, that you you're you're not good in math, right? You know, yeah. Like, or you're not right. good in French, or you're not good in you know in English, or or, or and so on and so forth. So um, that's where it gets more. Um, yeah, you know, like it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just it's. It, I hate to interrupt you. I'm sorry. If, if no, I no go ahead. Um, yeah, you're 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 hitting right on it, and and it's it's the singular way of thinking there was a teacher i don't know if she was in texas or where she was it, it might have been texas <laughs> we have a reputation in some senses of, of being real strict about things but she was actually teaching these kids math uh, multiplication pretty pretty deep um and she was having good results until some of the parents found out that she was teaching them this 
alternate method of learning um, uh, multiplication and, and things of that nature. And they complain so bad. And I can understand to a sense, you know, parents need to be aware of what their children are being taught. But I do think that the balance is having an open mind about it. If there is a certain subset of people that do not catch on in a traditional way, then what's wrong? Let's not leave them astray. Let's let's find something that maybe can help them to catch on. Absolutely. It is 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 your method uh, available um, to, to you know like to, to open to the public? It it is actually. On my website is is probably the best place to go. It's called controlshiftpiano.com. Okay. And, right, yeah, controlshiftpiano.com. And I named it that, Alex, very intentionally. I You would be amazed at the, the kinds of names I came up with. But um, the meaning behind it is you need to feel like you're in control. And all through my life experience with piano, It was feeling out of control, feeling disoriented when I sit down at all those piano keys and not knowing what to do. That was the main thing. It was a psychological thing that got me and it had me stuck. So my intention now is to shift control, not to me, but to the person that wants to learn. So that's pretty much the meaning behind the website. And in terms of, you know, like anyone listening If you if you scroll down to the description of the episode, you can find all of the links that you know uh, Stephen's going to provide me. So you know, no need to worry, no need to pause. Just you know, um, you know, like everything's going to be in there. Um, what you know, like looking back, you know, like what what's the biggest lesson that you 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 take out from you know like that you know like that whole thing. You know, like what what what, what you know. Um, Because you know, like you, you, we're trans, you can, we can translate that into you know, like teaching ourselves, you know, like pretty much anything, right? You know, like if you, yes. if you just persist, and you know, like if you just uh, keep keep on doing it, and um, you know, like, how do you, you know, like yeah, and like what's what's the biggest lesson, or what's the, uh, you know, like what 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 do you want to leave, you know, like right. the, the the listener to, you know, like to you know to have in mind, you know, by by listening to that whole story. Yes, sir. And I think that is it. I think you just stated it is that you really can do it. And somebody else cannot tell you what you can't do. If you don't believe that you can do something, look at the special, what we call the Special Olympics. And you will see some people with what we call disabilities doing some extraordinary things that maybe there's a guy with no no feet and he can run faster than you know, someone who has all their, their limbs, you know, we just sometimes need to think outside of the box and just don't accept that you can't do it. That's the main, the main thing of what this is about. So now, Alex, I'm on a mission to not just help people play piano, but I feel like I have um, something that I'm building into a legacy that I can pass on to other people. Because I believe that this idea and this method is going to outlive me and it's going to help many other people who feel stuck. And that's what I'm most grateful about. You know what, Steven? That's a, that's a breath of fresh air 
you know, like for, for my podcast. So like, it's, uh, it's something different, but it's definitely something I can relate to, you know, like if it's not, you know, like wherever you are and you, you know, like that, even in, in your sobriety journey, you know, like you're going to be facing some, you know, uh, you know, like obstacles and challenges that you think, you know, like you, you, that you, you, you're not able, worthy of, you know, like whatever. And, and, you know, like you just shown us in what, 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 that's by some would you know probably describe as you know like a, a less um let's let's call it a li- a less life threatening obstacle in right. you know in someone's life um the persistence that you 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 applied to it and the, you know like the resilience that you applied to it is definitely something that you know um i and and anyone that listens can be inspired by and so um for that, I just, you know, like I, I, I thank you to have dared, you know, like just like proposing your, your, you know, like yourself as, a, you know, like as a guest, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> you know, like it took, uh, actually it took some balls, you know, because you, know, you, you, you know, like you see my podcast description, you know, like it's, a, you know, like we're a bunch of, myself included, by the way, you know, like a bunch of addicts, you know, like that overcomes their shit, and you know, like we, we, we discuss that, and sometimes, you know, like the. It's you know like it's it's pretty much like you know like a, a scary story that people you know like right. tell tells tells me and the listeners about and and um and you you know like you, you just you know you you there just saying well you know what you know like my story I think it's worth it and you're like uh, you you got them right it's worth it oh thank you so much yeah well you know and that that I I agree because I think we're all people and at the core of who we are we're all in some ways, we're all unique and different, but we're all the same. You know, what affects one person in one way affects everybody else as well. So there's some some relation, some intermingling of our existence if we look to find it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again for being there. You know, like I, I wish you all the success of, you know, like the method that you've put out out there. And um, it was a pleasure having you on, buddy. You know, like really Absolutely. Thank you so much, Alex. What a what a privilege and opportunity. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye bye.